0: I believe we have reached the end of Matthew. <laughs> okay. We're in Matthew chapter 28. and I think we'll be able to cover these last five verses today. If you remember, Jesus had appeared to some of the women and told uh told them, say, saying, Hey, tell uh, the disciples that I will meet them in Galilee. And so that's what we're picking up right now. In Matthew 28 verse 16 says this, but the 11 disciples notice there's 11 now. Judas has already uh, died, proceeded to Galilee To the mountain which Jesus had designated, so we see here that He gave more uh, information than just saying, "Hey, y'all, y'all go back to South Alabama." (laughs) Okay, He told them where He wanted them to go, what particular mountain He would meet them there. Verse seventeen: When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some were doubtful. Let me read that again. But when they saw Him, They worshipped, but some were doubtful. What do you think of that? Particularly that part about doubtful, right? What is meant by that? How could one be standing there or bowing there and worshipping someone but be doubtful? Well, it begs even greater questions. Doubtful about what? Yeah, I know. You're sitting there going, wait, 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 wait. You know, at first when you read this, it says doubtful. Our minds, I think, automatically default doubtful that that maybe Jesus is really here or that this is happening or that kind of thing. And perhaps that's what it was. But maybe there's even more layers of that doubt right there. Uh, Peter's among them. Peter's worshiping him. Peter has denied him. Right? could what would, what kind of doubt would be in Peter's mind you know can I be of any use anymore? I denied him I did exactly what he told me I was going to do when I said I wouldn't do it that kind of thing right all sorts of doubt would flood through us uh, actually a lot of times <coughs> I think that stuff are the fiery darts of the enemy okay that ones that those thoughts that we are to take captive to the obedience of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as Paul said. You know, the enemy will send doubt our way. He will rise doubt up from within us. He will attack us with doubt. The Lord understands that. Right here in this powerful passage, which we call the Great Commission, right? (laughs) They're worshiping him, and yet some were doubting. Were they doubting their ability? Were they doubting that they were truly worshiping him? Were they doubting everything they'd heard and everything they thought? Were they beginning to realize that, wait a minute, we thought the kingdom was going to be this way, But the kingdom apparently is going to be something else than what we anticipated, the kingdom right now. So all these things, I don't know, I find a degree of comfort in right here knowing that they saw Jesus. They're looking at him. They're worshiping him. But some, not all, but some were doubting. Verse 18, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, and uh, Jesus finishes out the gospel of Matthew speaking here. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So let me just start right here at verse 18. Talk through this quickly. Notice what he says. All authority has been given to Jesus. All authority is given to him in heaven and earth. This authority came from somewhere. It came from the Father. The Father granted all authority to him. What's the Lord doing now? Based upon that authority... He has given them instructions. Are you ready for this? Based upon that authority, he was given them authority. How about this? Based on that authority, he was given them that authority and us. You see that over in John 17 in Jesus' high priestly prayer, how we're incorporated into this. So all authority has been given to him, and he's granted all authority through him to us. And then he gives very pointed directions. The first thing he says is, go therefore. And we know this very well. Go ye therefore into all the nations, baptizing them, that type of thing, right? Go ye therefore. Go. And it literally means this, as you are going. It doesn't mean this. Live your life any way you want to. And a couple times a week, put on your going outfit and go out for a while, for an hour or two, then come back and say, okay, I've gone so I can go back to living my real life. No, what this means is as we are going in our life, we are to be doing these things. So going what? Go therefore. Therefore, that reflects back to that authority. In the power and the authority of the Lord, go. And do what? Make disciples. Notice he, he doesn't come along and try to find disciples, try to talk people into doing this, trying to do that. No, make disciples. And in any, as in any other endeavor, in making something, <laughs> There's energy involved in this, right? There's process involved with this. There's stick to involved in this. You make disciples. And it just isn't that you get somebody to quote some magical mantra and then declare them to be a believer and to be a disciple and go you therefore and live great. This is the living out of life together, people. It's a major shortcoming within the body of Christ today. We literally do not do this in the way that the Lord tells us to do, of going forth and making disciples of all nations, not just of Jew, of everybody, of all nations, not just of the Western world, of all nations, of everybody, regardless of what, quote, faith, unquote, they may be right now. Go make disciples with them. Proclaim the gospel. And he says this next. So you go, therefore, make disciples baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Notice Jesus is putting baptism here, okay? Baptism is very, very, very important. Now, yes, you do not have to be baptized to be saved. You're saved by believing. But if you believe and you see the Scripture, and you see what the Scripture says about baptism, and you refuse to do that, you need to do what it says in 2 Corinthians. You need to examine yourself to see if you'll be of the faith. Why the resistance? Why why the reticence? Usually it has to do with pride, arrogance, hubris, embarrassment, etc., 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 and lack of knowledge and just ignorance. But notice I said if you know what the Scripture says about it. So what the scriptural pattern is is that you believe, Okay, you believe, and then you're baptized. You're not baptized before you believe. You, you don't believe, then rest upon a baptism that somebody did to you when you were of an age where you were unaccountable. That's not at all what Scripture says. And I know people say, well, you can defend it doing this and this and this. No, you can't. You can defend it twisting the Scripture, <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that. But baptizing them, notice that you baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son, And of the Holy Spirit. You baptize them in the totality of the triune nature of God. There's actually debates about that, which I'm not going to get into right now. Then the last verse, Jesus continues, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So look what he tells them to do. Go, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May they be certain (laughs) to understand the totality of who God is as Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teach them. Teach them everything that I've commanded you, and to observe the things that I commanded you. Well, what had Jesus commanded them? He commanded them to love one another. Remember that? Yeah, there's a bunch of things there. And then he makes a promise to them in light of all this. He says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that uh, that always literally means this, I am with you all the days. I am with you all the days, even until the end of the age. The Lord is with us, folks. The Lord has never forsaken us. He's never abandoned us. And we, as true believers, are to move forth in His authority, live our life in His authority, to go, and we're to make disciples in whatever way that may manifest itself within each and every one of us, and that we're to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we're to teach them to observe the commandments that the Lord gave us, us. and then for them to go out and do likewise. This is the pattern of the life of the kingdom right here. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I don't know what we're going to do next, but I guess we'll find out in the next episode, right? (laughs) I'll see y'all then. Bye-bye.